Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders and today I'm excited to be talking with Katie Arnanda, the Director of Artistic Programme at London's acclaimed dance house, Sadler's Wells. Today we'll be talking about their partnership with Latitude Festival, where Sadler's Wells takes dance out of the theatre and to the music festival nonetheless. Katie is responsible for the incredibly diverse dance programme that ranges from classical ballet by the English National Ballet, on the one hand, to contemporary dance from a talented group of associate artists, through to flamenco, hip-hop and experimental dance, plus more. Thanks for joining us, Katie. Hello. Good so, morning. Thank you. <laughs> Firstly, um, I wanted to ask you, you've been in your role as the Director of Artistic Programme at Sadler's Wells for the last six years. Tell us about your role. What does it mean to be the Director of Artistic Programme? Well, I suppose it's I suppose it's an in incredibly varied role because um, here at Sadler's Wells, we, we present such a sort of vibrant and, and eclectic year-round program of dance so that could be anything from hip-hop to flamenco to contemporary cutting-edge contemporary dance of course ballet and Bollywood so uh, I think uh, a lot of the role really is to sort of keep my eyes and ears open really for the best quality work that we see me and my colleagues out there that we think would be good to present here at Sadler's Wells, either at Sadler's Wells, our main theatre, but or at our studio theatre, the Lillian Baylor Studio, or indeed our West End venue, the Peacock Theatre. So, uh, sorry, keep carry, going. Carry on. Uh, yeah, so 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 it's, the role is very varied because it's it's finding um, commissioning work, producing original work, and of course finding existing work and productions that we might want to bring uh, and show to our audiences here in London. And tell us about your artistic vision for Sadler as well as that influences the programming that you do. I think one of the things that, that we're very kind of dedicated to is to make sure that we present a varied program that reflects the, the, the breadth of dance um, and also is best, the best quality and is accessible to various different audiences. Um, we're very passionate about making dance accessible and ensuring that it's uh, well represented in, and diverse in all of its forms. Um, and that really forms the, the core of our programming mission, if you like. Um, we also want to challenge audiences sometimes about the way how um, dance can be interpreted or even challenge the way, the way dance is made and indeed how the, the public can indeed increase its appetite for dance, whether participating or, or just watching. And the partnership with the Latitude Festival sounds as though it is part of that uh, drive to increase the audience participation and appetite for dance. Tell us about uh, Sadler's Wells. Um, partnership with the festival. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a, it's a partnership that we we greatly enjoy. Um, we've now been going to Latitude ten years. This year uh, will be our tenth year, and Latitude is only twelve years old. So we've pretty much been there from the start. And Latitude Festival is essentially a mixed arts festival. So it does have a very strong music component. But they were one of the early festivals that also had. Um, comedy, theatre, literature, poetry, and added to that kind of multi-arts mix, they were always very um, dedicated to presenting dance. 
And so quite early on, we worked with them to curate their dance program. They've actually got a wonderful stage which floats on a lake called the Waterfront Stage. So that's where we, we curate the dance. Uh, that's, that's, where we, that's where we present the dance that we bring. And I think... As you said, getting dance out to new audiences, which means they're not necessarily seeing it in a theatre, is um, something that we feel is really important. So we take dance out of the theatre um, in order to introduce it or, or for those that already know it to have a chance to increase their, their breadth of the type of dance that, that we offer. And at the Waterfront stage this year, tell us about the, the lineup. I hear it's quite exciting. Oh yeah, we're really excited this year, and it's a, it's a it's a good lineup because it essentially reflects the um, mix of work that we present. So we've got um, Matthew Bourne and his company New Adventures. They're long-standing collaborators um, here and, and come every year here to Saddle as well. So we're presenting that um, they'll they'll be presenting on the stage. Um, uh, um, and they'll be giving some post-show classes. This is another thing that we often do, which is which is exciting also for the audiences. Ballet Boys will be there with their new work, Life. Um, we'll be presenting the BBC Young Dancer, which is um, in its second year now. It's every two years where young dancers are selected from around the country, and the finalists will be performing at the Latitude Festival. So that's, that's very exciting, because we don't know who the finalists are yet. Um, we're doing a sort of uh, an evening called The Get Down, which is which is um, co-curated with our um, hip-hop um, company, um, Breaking Convention. And The Get Down is going to be featuring Boy Blue Entertainment um, and various other musicians and DJs. Um, we're presenting National Youth Dance Company, which is the, nas which is the national company that we um, run here at Saddle as Wells, which is now also in its fourth year, um, a group of 16 to 19-year-olds coming together uh, in a year to create a new original piece of work. So they'll be presenting that new piece of work uh, by Damien Jallet at the stage. Um, and yeah, interspersed with that are various uh, workshops and classes. So it's, it's a very... Uh, eclectic mix. Oh, I forgot to mention also, um, Sisters Grimm yes. are, a, are um, a, a pair of uh, um, female, uh, a couple of female producers who put together an incredible show called Voices of the Amazon, which is uh, essentially inspired by the Amazon River and um, and uh, the ecology of it. And they, they, they have, it's an enchanting, it's a new work, and it's an enchanting new work really that's, features great um, Brazilian music and of course as well as contemporary ballet um, language and choreography also elements Brazilian elements like caipuera and things like that so that's quite an exciting and, and new piece of work as well. So it's such a diverse uh, sort of range of dance we've got hip-hop we've got contemporary we've got some ballet we've got um, all different types of dance and I'm, I'm so excited to hear the Sisters Grimm are going to be on Waterfront. I saw their production uh, Inala which was just amazing so I'm really excited to, to see their, their new work Voices of the Amazon. Tell us about your process for creating a program either for the Latitude Festival or for a year-round uh, program for Saddlers Wells. Yeah, I think I think our kind of inspiration for the program comes from a couple of sources, I suppose, um, a couple of of of, of, of key con key kind of strategies, if you like. So the first thing is that we like to present work from many dance styles. So we have a lot of inspiration from different dance styles. So we will go out and find um, uh, 
tango work, um, flamenco work, uh, the sort of the best of those genres, or, or the developing and emerging choreographers and artists from those genres. But also we have uh, 16 associate artists who we work closely with, so we'll always work very closely with them, um, presenting and co-commissioning their new work um, here at Saddle as Wells. And then sometimes we like to kind of create work, if you like, that's um, uh, kind of, how can I say it, sort of groundbreaking work whereby mm -hmm. we might match a contemporary choreographer um, with someone that we know in the tango world and together they might create a new piece. So for an interesting example of that is Sidi Labi Chakawe's um, work Milonga, which is coming back here in May actually, where he worked with tango, he's a contemporary choreographer, working with tango dancers to create a sort of fresh perspective on, mm -hmm. on tango. So it's that sort of um, um, game-changing productions, I suppose, that's quite, um, uh, provides us, with, you know, with, a source of new material and then on other times we might reflect or we might respond to a moment in dance history or a regional frame so for example last year we we took inspiration from a geographical region which inspired our season out of asia so in the autumn we presented um yang liping cloud gate uh tao dance company from uh taiwan so i think it's those sorts of um, moments uh, give us inspiration as well. So yes, I suppose all of those, all of those, and then you know, and then at the Peacock Theatre, we we think very much about what's the work that's enjoyable and accessible and more of a West End sort of piece of work. Um, so we might put um, some big hip hop productions down there, or um, that's where um, we might have Bollywood shows. And then in our studio space, in the Lillian Bailey Studio, that's where we really like to introduce new and emerging choreographic talent, particularly from Europe, uh, thought-provoking work, challenging work, but um, contemporary dance at its cutting edge as well. And how do you, you, you sort of touched on this, but finding that balance between entertaining and educating audiences between giving them what they love and taking them beyond their comfort zones. I mean, every time I go to Sadler's Wells, uh, I, the audience is so very diverse for all the different shows. But how do you, how do you balance that between, um, as I say, giving them what they love and showing them something new? I think we work really closely with our audiences and we're very... Um, our whole sort of marketing uh, of, our, of, our, of our new and existing audiences is always encouraging uh, those that have already come to see some, some, some of our shows to sort of give them a sense of what other work they might like that, that's similar, um, which they might then want to go on and see. Um, so it's really, um, I think the diversity of the work we have going on in any one week also helps that because we have yeah. such a busy and broad program that we have very clear kind of audiences who tend to go for certain kind of work, but the fact that we're presenting all of it at the same time and we have we have schemes whereby um, by becoming a friend, there are great discounts, great opportunities to go and see some shows and get a discount on others. So we're always trying to sort of increase ways that new audiences can come in. And we have a very proactive and busy um, learning and engagement department who work closely with local community groups, um, local families, housing associations, and of course schools. And they're always out... Um, um, encouraging those groups with various schemes we have to come into the theatre, sometimes some of them for the first time, to just experience what dance might be like. Um, we also have 
quite interesting festivals, particularly the sampled festival we have every year, where it's kind of like a taster session of dance. So it's very, very good value. Um, you can get a ticket for as cheap as £8, and you can come in and have a full evening of dance uh, on the stage that has a bit of everything in it. So, so and mixed up with films and front of house activity, um, um, some live performances. That's a kind of great taster to, to again, introduce people to dance who might not have seen much before. And for the landscape of, of dance, what do you see the future of dance in London and across the UK? You've talked about the diversity. Um, how have audiences perhaps changed over the years and how is this influencing um, perhaps the, the future of dance? Do you see a change coming? Well, to be honest, I, I, I think uh, our programme or dance, you know, needs to reflect current and popular culture. I mean, we're, we're the artists we work with are responding to the culture in which they live. And I think there is a place for the old classics, you know, like some of those more traditional ballet pieces, you know, which, which, are, which are reflections of their time. But certainly around a lot of the programme that we present, um, we, we think that, that, that reflection of current culture, you know, is, is, off, is often the case. I mean, we do need to remain true to the art form, but for choreographers and makers, they themselves might find inspiration from, from different sources. I mean, that could be political or social, social or, or fashion or indeed sometimes just, you know, quite abstract themes. Um, so I think, I think the makers are in a very healthy place. I think technology is changing it enormously. Um, you know, absolutely. Dance, obviously, yeah, I mean, dance was obviously all about bodies before. Now it's about bodies and a large amount. Many, many makers are using a lot of um, uh, technologies to uh, make their pieces, which changes the interaction that the audience has with the piece as well. I think that will just continue to grow as technology grows. Um, I think the way dance is made is different now because of social media, things mm -hmm. like Snapchat and uh, YouTube. Yeah, pe people are uh, makers and performers are creating and uploading their work in quite quite short form. You know, mm -hmm. quite short short pieces because that's what that's what that audience that 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 uses those uh, networks watches. Uh, there'll still be a place for the full length piece in the theatrical setting, um, but I think there'll be in the old days that was the only way to see dance. I think now it's just amazing how broad it can impact i mean if we look at the success of dance on television even you know yeah. that that's tv shows so i think we should assume that dance really cuts across all society at every level i think one thing that's really exciting for us about the 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 the, 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 the dance ecology if you like is that increasingly people are talking about the participatory benefits of dance and there's something that we've always been very passionate about which is um we know that dance is up there with sport in terms of health and well-being, in terms of keeping fit, um, reducing, uh, sorry, increasing life expectancy, um, confidence. So we run, we run groups for, for older dancers. Um, we, run, we run groups for, for people who might not normally come into dance. It's something that we're investing a lot more time and thought into because dance in itself is, is taking part is, is very impactful, I think, for, 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 for society. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's such a, an amazing array of services and uh, shows that Saddler's Wells 
produces, presents, and encourages pe people to participate in. It's a, well, I mean, I personally think it's one of the, the best dance houses in the UK, if not around the world. Um, I yes. wanted to ask you about, um, as the director of artistic program, what has been your greatest challenge or some of the greatest challenges that, that you face um, in creating your, your, and your program or just in, in your role in general? I think I think we do face challenges of funding, mm -hmm. um, as everybody does in the subsidised performing arts. I think mostly because um, dance is quite expensive to make. Yeah, um, it's not like theatre where where rehearsals can take place in sort of any space, and often it's smaller in number of people on stage. And a lot of dance involves uh, a lot of bodies on stage. Also, it needs quite a lot of rehearsal time in specific conditions, uh, you know, the heated studios, sprung floor, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think for artists and makers, they, they and they themselves have challenges for funding, you know, to find the money in order to create the new work. Uh, we very much try and support them um, through our various artist development programs that we run here. So I think that's, I think that's, I think that's a challenge. Um, otherwise, I think actually it's, it's growing in popularity. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think I think I think it's a growing art form for the reasons that you know we've been talking about. Not yeah. only the eclectic mix for the audiences, but also the impact on people's actual lives when they participate. So I'd say funding is probably one of the one of the biggest challenges. I mean, another another if you like organisational challenge we've had is that there isn't really any good five to six hundred seater theatre here in London where we're based to bring in mid-scale work and and that's something that we're very excited about because we're part of a um part of the development out in Stratford mm -hmm. uh, part of the cultural education district out in the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park and uh, we're hoping that in five or six years we will be opening a new theatre out there which will be five to six hundred seats so for us that plugs one of the challenges we had which was having a suitable space for for work for companies that are sort of not enormous but bigger than small scale so um that's a, that's an opportunity uh, for us as well as a challenge, but um, it's exciting. It sounds very exciting. Um, one of the uh, challenges that uh, I've been hearing a bit about recently, and there's been a lot of discussion about this, is about the female voice in dance and in the dance world. And in particular, the challenges facing female choreographers in the UK in terms of being uh, getting funding and commissioned for new works. What is your view about the role of women in creating and showing new work? Well, it's something that we talk about a lot. We feel we feel very passionate about. We've we've been involved in um, various sort of think tank groups last year. There was a there was um, a, a, a group of, of arts organisations that came together, run by Tonic Theatre, to look at the role of um, women in the creative arts, performing arts. And actually, when we undertook that exercise last year, we as an organisation committed uh, that we would make sure that female choreographers particularly um, had our full support and um, active, if you like, involvement. And I think we, we, we're doing that in a number of ways, which was we're, you know, we're, we're definitively, we have a, we have a program called um, uh, New Wave Associates and those are the, the kind of up and coming choreographers and they're not right at the beginning of their career, they're sort mm -hmm. of mid-career who we support and nurture and give support to and so we're absolutely committed that we have um, a certain number of women on that. We've set ourselves targets actually that we have uh, a set amount of women on, on our various different um, uh, 
programs. And we're just always mindful. We put it top of mind. I think there are lots of challenges facing uh, female artists mm -hmm. and female choreographers, um, which are societal challenges, yes. which go back to education, go back to childhood, go back to um, confidence. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, for women, the, the big one is taking time out to have children. Um, which could be same could be said for many careers, couldn't it? Yes. Uh, and and what happens when you're out of the market, if you like, for two, three, four years, depending on if you're taking time out to, on those early child rearing days. So we're trying also to be really mindful of of that group of of choreographers. You know what sort of needs um, a woman with with a family might have around making work and things like that. So by putting it top of our minds, and we 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 have it there now all the time. Um, we're we're doing what we can to to ensure that we're kind of always positively aware of of what difference we can make to improve the opportunities for female choreographers. That sounds absolutely fantastic. And Katie, finally, you hold one of well, perhaps one of the most important and influential roles in the arts and dance world in the UK. What advice would you give to other women aspiring to become dance programmers or producers? I think. I think, I mean, I suppose in terms of finding, I suppose in terms of finding, uh, 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 if you're a producer, finding work in this sector, I mean, there's, it's it's like any of the performing arts in a way, you, you just got to get in and start, you know, as a producer, you can get in and start and work with um, an artist or a choreographer that you want to to work with and um, you know there's a lot of networking to be done there's a, there's the usual fun, funding bodies at the arts council um, i think if you're looking to work in this field in the kind of arts management side of it um, what's key is to be passionate about what you're working in and to go and see as much as possible and try and grab opportunities when they come up in theatres in companies and that might be um, working in places that aren't obviously programming. So mm -hmm. you might start by working in a place that could be um, front of house or an usher or, or working in the cafe. But all of that gives you access and exposure to how a, a performing arts organisation works. So that's sort of one way in if you wanted to work in the kind of management side of it. And as artists um, and, and producers, I'd just say, you know, just keep at it. Look for partnerships all the time. Try and... Um, leverage relationships that you might have with, with other venues or with other artists or, or with any funding bodies you're close to. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's hard being creative, but, but, but the, the idea is to try and find some creative solutions <laughs> wherever possible. Absolutely. Well, that's great advice. And I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't wait to come to Latitude this year and check out Saddles Wells stage at Waterfront. And for listeners, if you want to get your tickets to Latitude, which runs from the 13th to the 16th of July, you can visit latitudefestival.com. And of course, check out all of Saddler's amazing works coming up at saddlerswells.com. And uh, you can also follow them on their social networks as well. Thank you so much, Katie. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.